Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A quick disclaimer before we start. Tear It Down is a podcast about all things mental health. Therefore, it may contain coarse language, adult themes, and subject matter that may be distressing to some listeners such as suicide, self-harm, and references to drug and alcohol abuse. Please, listen at your own discretion. If you yourself are struggling, you can reach out to Lifeline on 13 1114. G'day, welcome to Tear It Down. Tearing the stigma down of mental health, one conversation at a time. I'm Jamie Pulse, and thanks for tuning in for episode two. You must be suckers for punishment, or you just genuinely like the show. Thanks either way. Today's guest is Brookell McKenzie. Brookell is a makeup artist and what you would call an influencer. With some 930,000 followers on Instagram, Brookell has had her face on billboards in Las Vegas. She's traveled frequently to work with some of the best in LA, even being photographed by Kylie Jenner's personal photographer. Brookell is a tremendous artist and a friend of mine. So welcome to the show, Brookell. Thank you, Jamie. Thanks for having me. That's well, nice it's, quite, it's, it's quite funny because like I've known you for a few years now because my wife Renee does your hair, which looks great, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you know, when I first met you, you were working in a fashion store, like a clothing store, and this was just a pipe dream. And, yeah, and sure now was. it's like your full-time job. You've... I mean, yeah. to get 930,000 followers on Instagram, that's no feat in itself, is it? Well, I mean, it's just a whirlwind, really. I, mm. I even find that I am at a bit of a disbelief that it is has reached a number like that when it's something that um, started out as just a passion project that I did on the weekends when I wasn't working, and it just kind of grew from there. So even I pinch myself. That's that's how many people follow me. How insane. It's crazy. Like that's like yeah. the population of some countries. <laughs> true. True. Very true. Yeah. But that's yeah. not where you started, right? I know that Instagram isn't your only media platform where you had a bit of a following. There's also yeah. MySpace. Started off on MySpace when I was, yeah. I don't know, maybe 14 years old. Yeah. I don't know if it was uh, legal for me to have a, a social media account at that stage, yeah. but I had it. Me and my friends just used to take photos on the mm. weekends um, when we'd have sleepovers and then it was kind of my creative outlet doing that. Mm. And then from that, I kind of got a following there. But I was what you call a scene emo kid and that's how I right. got my following. So people kind of recognise me from that, get a lot of comments and messages relating to that and referencing that. And so this is your job, right? So give people uh, an example of what you do. You like 
do makeup and take photos of yourself or do people contract you or how does it work? Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is my full-time job. So what mm. happens is I'll, I'll do a lot of what I call organic posts, which is a lot of makeup or outfits or things like that. And mm. then that'll kind of garner interest from brands and then they'll reach out to me and go, look, we want to pay for a designated post story series or what have you and this is you know what's your rate and then it kind of goes from there yeah yeah and you just finished something right now that's why you've got the the makeup yeah. on and the and the one yep yeah. yep okay nice <laughs> and so even though we've known each other for many years like we've had lots of chats but we've never got deep on the mental health subject i know a little bit because you have shared a little bit but Hmm. What is your story as a person who has like 930,000 followers and you're obviously beautiful and you know good at what you do and people look up to you and you're a role model to a lot of people but is that what you are or is there is there another side of you or what No um totally other side of me I definitely struggle with mental health every day of my life it's a hmm. work in progress um, has been since I can even re- remember back when I was really, really young and I would go to friends' houses for sleepovers, which seems like a normal thing. But when I would go there, I'd have anxiety attacks, but I didn't really recognise it as anxiety at the time because I was a kid and, you know, sure. you didn't know these things. Mm. And I'd have anxiety attacks about not, you know, being in a foreign place or not wanting to be there and, more times than not, my mum would have to be called to pick me up because mm. I just have these outright panic attacks um, about needing to be at home. And um, so as early as that primary school, I remember having some form of anxiety and then that kind of trickled into depression later on in life. And, um, yeah, ever since then it kind of just sticks with you and it's all about managing it, I guess. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah. yeah. And even when you were doing MySpace and you had a bit of a following there, you were getting some hate mail or some or some haters. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, what lots, was that like? That. Horrible because yeah. mm. I was a lot younger. So it's more difficult for someone that's a teenager that hasn't fully developed and everything like that um, to deal with something like that. So it was kind of my space and the hatred I get got, you know, off the back of that was really the catalyst of my depression, I believe. Um, so I remember having to fully delete all my social media profiles. Um, yeah, I had to block certain sites from myself from viewing them because I just couldn't actually emotionally or mentally cope with it and I remember my depression got so bad that I had to you know quit my job couldn't work didn't go outside didn't eat didn't didn't do anything I was just a shell of a human so yeah that was off the back of my space because of the hate that I got there I just couldn't cope with it so and how old were you then I'd say about seven 17 18 ish um because you said you had like people having sites that were dedicated to like yeah. hating you essentially. Yeah, like there were. websites. Yeah. Yeah, there were. Yeah. So that was hard for me to deal with. Um, Absolutely. 
Um, and I don't think mental health was really spoken about as much back then. So mm. people didn't think that it was affecting me, mm. I guess. Um, yeah, exactly. And, you know, like, so the years have passed now. How does that experience carry forward to now? Like, has that imprinted on you some behaviours or is that like change the way you do things or the way you operate? Absolute, absolutely. Mm. I, even now, um, I don't like to share a lot of my personal life online just because I don't want to be criticised for what I do or who who I am essentially. Like uh, I just feel more more in my comfort zone when I'm just sharing my creativity mm. and even that gets quite nerve-wracking sometimes, you know, pu- publishing that and having it out there for people to critique or criticise. But, um, yeah, I definitely shut myself off more so now than what I used to when I was on, you know, social media when I was a teenager. I've just kind of learnt different things to kind of protect myself, protect my mental health. Yeah, just to save myself, you know. Any grief? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So. Yeah. When I was doing my first podcast, been on Valley Road, and I was telling you that, or I was telling you that I was getting some negative feedback, and, and then you're actually giving me advice. You know, like don't look mm-hmm. at that unless you're ready yeah. to look at it. Mm-hmm. And that's so true. You know, like no matter what you do, you're going to get haters. Doesn't matter what it yeah. is. But yeah, yeah. Do you do you like have when you post a picture, mm-hmm. um, and you know you're partner or your friends say look it's a great picture it's all good what yeah. do you see when you post that picture I, I I almost always hate what I put out there I have to really be convinced um mm. by people around me that it's good um I have a very distorted perception of myself and that's definitely due to my mental health um I don't see myself in the same light that other people see me and I'm super critical of myself Um, But that's, I guess, due to a lot of criticism being put on me throughout my life from all different facets. And now I've just taken that on and it's always there. It's always Mm. there in my mind. Um, I don't know. I just, it just plays over and over. It doesn't matter how many, how much praise you get. Um, The negative for some reason, always outweighs the positive, which mm. sucks. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just, because of the way that people have been towards me throughout my social media presence and in my personal life, yeah, it's distorted my my perception of myself. So it's difficult. There's a lot of things that go, mental things that go into it in order to produce content and, and get it to the point where I'm I'm confident enough to post it. There's just a lot of internal hoops I have to kind of jump through before I can get to that point. A lot of stuff that I, a lot of um, tac- like tactics and, and talking myself into it and, and um, I really have to be in the right frame of mind for me to feel comfortable enough to put something that I've produced um, into the world because it's a huge, it's very, it's a very vulnerable process for me because I put so much effort and passion and everything into what I um, 
produce, especially with my makeup. It's what I'm most passionate about. And then when I put something out there and um, it's there for the world to see and it's open for anyone to say what they want about, about it, it's a huge emotional and mental process to get to that point because once it's there, it's there. So you can't really avoid what people are going to say about you. So just you like getting up right now and sharing this uh, for the world essentially is pretty massive for you. Yeah. Well, yes. Internally. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you. And I admire you for that. The show will return after this quick break. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. So for all those people who follow you and look up to you as a mentor and someone they admire, what's your advice for them if they're struggling with the same kind of issues you are? Like what helps you with your mental health? I don't know. Just for me personally, what helps me with my mental health is just surrounding myself with good people. I think that's mm. so important. Um, I keep my my circle quite tight but yeah surrounding yourself with really good people definitely for me personally I like to do makeup it's what I'm passionate about that brings me the most joy when I'm feeling horrible um reading I love to read Mm -hmm. (laughs) anything that brings joy do that if you're Mm -hmm. suffering mentally if some if there's something in particular if there's a hobby or an interest or Mm -hmm. something you're passionate about go and do that you know if that that's what brings you joy. That's what I find helped me. When I was at my lowest of all lows, um, I remember I'd have spots that I'd drive to that would give me some sort of perspective and really, really help me. That's a good point. Yeah. What was those spots that you drive to? Like, what was that about? So there was a few spots. There's a lookout at Coolum. I don't know what the lookout's called, but it's kind of towards the end of, of the beach. And there's a lookout there that I would just sit there for Mm -hmm. however long it took me until I felt okay. That would really help me. And then there was a spot at your Monday where there was a lookout. It was really, it was, yeah, a lot of lookouts that I would go to because I find that I feel happiest when I'm outside in in nature in the world Mm. and it brings me some sort of perspective. Would you sum your mental health up with like depression and anxiety or is there just like... Well, I had, I had actual, um, I was diagnosed with clinical depression and oh, um, right. yeah, it was very, very, very bad. Um, I attempted suicide a couple of times and wow. um, I had to give up my job and they wanted to put me into, um, I guess, like an institution or mm. facility and my mum refused. Um, mm. She said that she would take care of me and no matter what that would take because she knew that wouldn't be an environment that I would um, that would help me. So I went home and um, I had to be on suicide watch for a, a length of time. 
um, all objects that I could use to injure myself had to be removed from my room. I couldn't be left alone. Um, yeah, couldn't work, couldn't be on social media. Yes, yeah, I had no idea about any of that. Yeah, yes. Wow. So wow. I went through that and um, that was debilitated me in my life for a couple of years and until I got back on my feet, but I genuinely had no will to live whatsoever. Um, mm. It was very, very difficult. I didn't eat. Yeah, it was, it was terrible. So, Did you feel like a stigma to reach out? Did people just notice that you were struggling? Um, no, I, uh, I don't know how it really happened. I think I just wasn't me I wouldn't I wouldn't I'd I'd sleep all day and I'd sleep all night and mm. um I was living at home at the time I was I think I was 17 or 18 and um I think my mum just noticed something she's like well we need to get you help because things are just out of control and so I went and saw the GP and um then I was diagnosed with kind of clinical depression and he recommended I go and see someone and I saw someone and then they recommended that I go to the facility. Um, and then I actually went and um, sourced a psychologist and started seeing a psychologist um, for a good length of time, for a really long time, multiple times a week until I felt strong enough to, you know, only see her once every week or yeah. now I don't. So. Did your friends pick up on it? My friends, I kind of said something, you know, mm. I would have said I didn't really have the capacity to even see friends at that mm. point. The, yeah, right. I didn't, I, no, I couldn't, I couldn't go out and be social or anything like that, just nothing. I couldn't. And I think my depression I was bad for a few years and I think um, it was into my 21st and um, I couldn't have a 21st birthday. I just um, went to dinner with my mum, my, my dad and my two brothers for my 21st because I just had no will to do anything at all. Wow. That's incredibly sad. But, you know, mm -hmm. looking at you now, you've, you've come out the other side and... How do you feel these days? Better, yeah. much better. But um, it's I'm always going to be susceptible to going down that slippery slope again. But I just have to manage and manage it, and um, do my best to stay in a good frame of mind. Um, yeah. But a lot of my depression, I found, was definitely due to what. I was experiencing, so I I don't feel that I put myself in a position where I caused it for myself. It was off the back of what was being projected onto me or what I was experiencing in my life due to outside yeah. circumstances, yeah. Um, the people in my life. So you, like, might take things a different way or to heart or something like that or just the way you perceive things or... Yeah, so um, I had, I didn't have the best home life. Mm. Um, so there was abuse online. There was somewhat abuse 
at home and I just felt like I had no escape. And so that all tied in together. I I was in an abusive relationship and then I got out of that and it was just everything all at once. And um, once my life started to improve, I felt that I improved, but I also found that I had ways of coping and dealing with things a lot better just because I went to see a psychologist and she helped me with that, with um, different techniques and and things that I could do when I felt a certain way or I felt Mm. my anxiety coming on or um, things like that. So that, yeah, that's helped me. Also, my life has improved immensely in comparison to what it was. Yeah, well, now you've, you know, you've got a great, a great partner and um, mm-hmm. you guys are going to build a house and you're living in Sydney, which, mm-hmm. you know, is good or bad. <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> I don't know. When you take the Sunshine Coast and compare it to here, yeah. uh, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you've got a great career on, online and, mm-hmm. you know, things are looking good and it's, it's not easy to get to where you've got so i mean be proud of that and you know take you know take that in your stride but what would you say to people who were your you as a 17 year old like what would you say to those people who are feeling like you were feeling when you were 17 oh gosh um what can i say without sounding cliche i don't know um hang in there it will get better as much as it doesn't feel like it, it's going to and as much as you feel like you don't want to live another day, you can't bear to be awake, you can't bear to be present or conscious, um, things do get better with time but you just have to hold on to that. Take it day by day. Um, that's what I found helped me um, is realising that there's it's not looking at the bigger picture and just baby steps step by step just getting through each day yeah surviving each day just focus on that and focus on what makes gives you glimpses of happiness um write down things that have made you happy in the day um it could be anything just one thing that has brought you some sort of joy and um yeah with time it'll get better great advice so what's next for Raquel oh who knows um Mm. I'm working on a lot behind the scenes, um, mm-hmm. which is exciting. Um, I don't know, building a house, continuing this Instagram stuff, social media, um, yeah, and just seeing what life brings me, I guess. I think it's a great message that, you know, in the day we live in, everyone's got social media and everyone's like pressured to get likes and followers and that sort of stuff. But like even though you can get to the heights that you've got to, and still feel that way. And I think that's really humbling. I think that's really good for young people to hear because like there's a lot of online bullying going on as you know about it. Yeah. But like, especially with yeah. our, like, you know, we grew up in a different era, but like, what about the kids growing up now where they're like grade eight and they got Instagram? I hate to be a kid now. You know? Like they need to know that like you can have all the things that the world says is perfect, yeah. but it doesn't yeah. mean you are perfect. It doesn't mean no. everything's going to be great. No, that's so right. Mm. And I feel like th- there's this there's this perfect unattainable and yet um, 
that's what people are striving for because of what's, you know, put on Instagram and especially young girls I feel for because it's just unattainable. And even if you get to that point of perfection or, or your, your thought of what perfection would be, yeah. um, even if you get to that point, you'll still be unhappy. They'll, yeah. You'll never, ever, ever be happy. It doesn't matter what you do to yourself or what you have in your life. You'll never. You have to deal with what's like in here and yeah. in here. Yeah, and um, just be grateful for what you do have. Mm. I don't know. Don't take things for granted, I guess. Everything yep. you see online is fake anyway. So, yeah. No, that's, no, that's great advice and it's it's very true. And yeah, I think that it's it's just really great and really brave that you've come on here and, and and shared that with everybody. You know, despite the fact that you've got so many followers that are like a whole, basically a whole country that it's watching you, and that you you can get up here and and bear your soul like that, it's great. And yeah. I'm sure, no doubt, I'm sure you will help a lot of people who have felt the same way and with body issues and you know image issues like that, which is huge, especially for young women, but not not only women but guys as well. And, mm-hmm. you know, right. that's something to be grateful for. And I'm so thankful that you joined us here on the show. And if you want to check out Brickell's work, you can head, you can check out Instagram. She doesn't have Facebook. So just Instagram. <laughs> just yes, Instagram, Instagram at Brickell. And mm-hmm. I'll put the link in the show notes and you can check out her, her makeup work. Thank you so much for joining us on the show, Brickell. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Loved every moment. No worries. Thank you for sharing. Tear It Down is a 610 Media production. A special thanks to Audio Technica and Zoom for supporting me throughout my podcast journey. The music for this show was produced by Bubba Beats. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate and review Tear It Down on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram, at 610 Media Group for Instagram, and at 610 Media on Facebook. And if you want to get in touch, you can head to 610mediagroup.com or send an email to info at 610mediagroup.com. That's S-I-X and the number 10. Thanks for listening and come back next Thursday for another episode of Tear It Down. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.